Welcome to the First Responder to Rich's Remo Show, the podcast dedicated to helping first responders earn additional income and create lasting wealth through real estate. Each week, we'll break down complex concepts, debunk myths, and interview a variety of industry leaders to help you thrive beyond your professional calling. And now here's your host, top producing mortgage broker, real estate investor, and fellow first responder, Scott Sarai. Welcome. This is First Responder to Riches. I am your host, Scott Sarai. Looking forward to another great episode this week. Now, something different for you. You may pick up on it or you may not even notice. I'm not in the studio today. I'm actually commuting to work. Today's day got away from me. A lot of clients are restructuring and refinancing current debt with what's happening in the market and meetings just got away from me and we're going to do it on the road. So uh, as first responders, we adapt and, and overcome and get the job done. So that's what we're doing here today. It's a lovely commute in. I got 45 minutes on on my time. So let's get into it. This week, I want to follow up from last week's episode. Last week, we talked about why investing in real estate is a good idea, regardless of what's going on in the current climate, current market, current rate cycle. This week, we're going to talk about how you actually go out and purchase property. Now, at your current professions, around the coffee table, at coffee break, in the squad car, whatever it may be, People are always talking about real estate. It's almost a hobby sport in Canada. And some of your coworkers may already be invested in real estate and some may be heavily invested and some may be talking about it. But I find that there's a gap between talking about it and execution and there really isn't an educational piece behind it. And that's kind of where this podcast stemmed from. But today we're really going to get into the nuts and bolts. And I'm going to break down the two most common ways on how investment real estate is bought. So the first common scenario is if you already own a primary residence and you have some equity in it. So what I mean by that is if you bought a home, an apartment, a townhouse, let's say 12 months ago, and if your mortgage is less than 80% of your home's value, so for quick math, let's say you have a $500,000 asset. If your mortgage is 400 or 399,000 390,000 or less we can restructure your mortgage to add what's called a home equity line of credit so it's an insured line of credit with a lower rate because your home or your asset is the insurance piece of it so let's say for quick math you have a million dollar property in whatever province you live in and your mortgage is $600,000 well, essentially what's available to you is $200,000 in what's called equity. And what I like to call it is debt equity, because if it's not being redeployed, it's not working for you. And it's almost an extra debt on the books. So option one, the most current or most prevalent way people buy real estate in today's market is we uh, either do one of two things. So if you have a current mortgage and if it's not the best product that's available for you and there's certain uh, intricacies around what the best mortgage is for investing, we're going to do a refinance. So we're going to break the current mortgage, we're going to restructure, and we're going to apply for a higher value. So if you only owe 600, we're actually going to apply for a million dollar appraisal on the home with an $800,000. It's called the global limit. So 
That's the total number of funds that we're asking for, but we're not actually taking them. So let's say the lender comes back and says, yeah, okay, your property is worth the million dollars and we'll lend you the $800,000. Okay, perfect, great. We are going to take $600,000 and pay out your current mortgage. So that's a wash, it's apples to apples. You still have that mortgage. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna get you a $200,000 home equity line of credit. Now, these lines of credit are normally anywhere from prime or prime plus 0.5%. So uh, at today's recording, prime is 7.2% and prime plus half would be 7.7%. You do not pay for this home equity line of credit unless you draw the funds from it. So a $200,000 line of credit will cost you $0 unless you actually draw from it. Now, one thing to address here is that you may be thinking 7.2%, holy cow, Scott, that's a, a, a large percentage to pay. Yes and no. So the number on paper is 7.2%, but because if you're a first responder and you probably make somewhere between six figures and whatever, your marginal tax rate, so the tax you pay to the government is somewhere between 38 to 42%, depending on if you have any side income coming into to your, uh, your name. Now, what that does essentially is any money you borrow in Canada with the intent to earn income, so investing in real estate is one, you get to write off all and any debts related to that. So $100,000 line of credit at a 39% marginal tax rate on paper, it's 7.2%, but the real cost is somewhere in and around 3.7 to 4% uh, borrowing costs. Now, in my opinion, let's call it 4%. That's a great investment because your asset you're purchasing is going to increase in value anywhere from minimum 5% on average. Uh, the 30-year average in the lower mainland of BC has been 22%. So your asset's appreciating faster than what the debt you're paying. So it's a win. It's free money in my opinion. So that's option 1A. So if you already own, we're going to refi, get you the home equity line of credit, and then we're going to invest. But let's say you've been really good at saving. You've been advantageous. You've been working extra shift, getting some overtime, and you have a large savings, uh, enough to purchase, uh, let's say, an investment condo for $500,000. So let's say you have $100,000 saved up. You already have a mortgage. You're happy. You already have a line of credit. Great. We can just pay the down payment with cash, but you're not really going to maximize the tax efficiency that the government legally allows us to use. So what we're going to do is we may restructure your mortgage. We may leave it alone, but the most advantageous maneuver here is to take that $100,000 you have, make a prepayment on your current mortgage, and then borrow out that same dollar amount from your line of credit and use that to make the investment. And what you've done now is you've converted some debt on the, the balance sheet. You've created good debt, got rid of bad debt, and now you've purchased an asset as well. So those are the most common two options if you already currently own real estate. So let's call that option A. Now option B, maybe this is for our younger members as a first responder that may not have the, the pre-existing home already, or they, they're happy renting in, let's say, a city center, downtown Toronto, downtown Vancouver, what be it, and they just don't want to purchase a primary right now. That's totally fine. So you have a couple options here. They're not as um, fluent or fluid, I should say, as using your lines of credit. But what we can do is, let's say you've saved up 
20%. So you have a hundred K sitting around. You can make that down payment and Bob's your uncle. You're off to the races. Now there are mortgage hacks where you can legally buy a rental with 5% down, but you're going to have to book a call with me uh, so I can talk to you offline about how you do that. So that's option one. Option two is if you don't have the down payment or you don't have enough for a down payment, uh, you can look outside of your market. So say if you're in Ontario or BC, you can look to Calgary, Manitoba, Winnipeg, uh, Saskatchewan, anywhere, you know, middle of the country where your money goes a bit further, or you can partner with someone to pool your resources to have enough for a down payment in that desirable location that you're looking at. And again, make the down payment, you're off to the races. So that's the two most common ways that we're seeing and we're helping uh, fellow first responders and clients alike purchase investment real estate. Not everyone has hundred dollars to $150,000 sitting in their bank to make these down payments on, on assets. A large chunk of them are redeploying their debt equity, using lines of credit to grow their wealth portfolio exponentially by investing in real estate. So it's something we're understanding more as an, an aging population. Let's say the millennials are now becoming adults and we talk about it more fluidly now. Uh, the old generation didn't like to talk about money, didn't talk about debt. They held their cards closer to the chest, but now the younger, younger generations, they don't mind talking about debt and, and sharing how they've amassed, let's say three or four condos at a young age. So that's what we're seeing. Now, one thing to note is there is a right way and a wrong way on how to structure your mortgage on a rental property. Now, what we do at SGS Mortgages and what I advise uh, all colleagues and first, first responders alike is to protect your family's finances. So we like to set up these investment properties on what we call like a metaphorical island. So we have Tom and Sally Smith and they have two boys and a house in the Burbs. Well, we isolate that 1000% from the rental property. So when they go to buy a rental property, we make a little bit extra of a down payment. So if they were buying a $500,000 condo, they would need a $100,000 down payment. But what we do is we make a $110,000 down payment so we can activate a home equity line of credit on that rental property. Now, if that rental property should need anything, needs a new light bulb, needs the carpets cleaned, whatever and anything, they can use their line of credit to pay those bills. Now, they're not out of pocket for those expenses and they're creating more tax deductible debt. So we'll cover this in more detail in episodes to come. It's what's called the Smith Maneuver. It's called cash damming in other places, but it's a great tool to use. And I've said it before, I think there was a, a survey a couple of years ago of the world's wealthiest people. And they all said they made their first million in real estate. So this is why I'm so passionate about it. It's a way to really alter and improve uh, your retirement, the latter half of your year and really create that generational wealth. So this one was a quick one today. I did it on the fly, off the cuff, driving into work. Uh, I hope you have found more clarity in this. Looking forward to episodes to come. And as always, stay safe and we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of First Responder to Riches. We hope you found value in this episode and ask that you click the follow button on your preferred podcast platform. And please take a minute to leave a five-star review. Your feedback and positive reviews help us reach more first responders like you who are seeking financial freedom. 
Thank you once again for tuning in. Until next time, stay safe, stay inspired, and keep investing in your future.